we're back in the podcast. Hey guys. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Third World Gaming, the number uh, four, 144, 144th show for the uh, animals in the unicorns and the zoos. I don't know why hey guys. it went that way, but hey, it went, but hey, welcome back. Hey guys, so it's me, the Iran Gamer. And it's me, Paolo the Saxel. So guys, it's been a while since we did a podcast. We've been doing lots of interesting video work, a lot of other different projects. But hey, it's nice to be back. And right now, there's a lot of interesting things happening in the game space. I mean, we got a number of new games besides the stuff we saw on E3. Uh, we heard there's a new Battlefield game. Star Wars Battlefront is looking nice. I see lots of nice EA stuff that's hopefully not going to be half-made. I Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff going on. And, to be, and E3 was actually good this year. Yep, and plus we have FNAF 4, which is really, really weird. Um, I don't know, I got got the feeling that uh, anything after 3 would have been just franchise milking at that stage. Well, honestly, have you seen FNAF 4? Uh, Just so the listeners know, FNAF 4, if you didn't realize, is Five Nights at Freddy's. 4. The funny thing, though, is this is the first Five Nights at Freddy's that's not actually at Freddy's. Yes, it's at a house. Yeah, it's at some kid's room, and I mean, it's really interesting, just because the mechanic's different. I mean, I appreciate that because it's a different mechanic, though I find it weird how there is no real tutorial. You just kind of have to play it and just die so many times until you figure out how to play the game. It's kind of weird yeah. that way, though I do find it amusing how they made sure that the key thing you have to have there is sound, so you really have to pump up your volume, and since this game's all about jump scares... Well, that could be uh, yeah. pretty startling. Very, very. <laughs> oh yes, very it, it startling. is. It's amusing to watch. But I, but I guess he like lots of games like that. Uh, you start to get really used to it. Like first, you're freaked out by it, but after a while, you just get annoyed and just keep going through the paces and everything. But still, really amusing game, different from the rest of the franchise, but nice. And of course, the other big thing happening on the gaming stuff is Steam OS is really being pushed right now, especially with the Steam OS uh, sale on sale. Steam. Yeah. yeah, friggin'. I'm actually surprised how much Steam games there are. Well, it's, I'm actually oh, like, su- not Steam Linux stuff. I'm actually surprised at how many of these games are going for less than a dollar. Oh yeah, when you uh, that's something uh, Paul and I just recently uh, went through in the Steam thing where if you go to specials, you can find games that are like under five pesos, ten pesos, twenty pesos. Basically, I say games I'm- that would be like a few cents. I think basically. Like, 25 cent 50 cent games I say under I say under a dollar because most of them are under 45 pesos which is what the running rate for the dollar is right now at least based on yep. my standard but still lots of nice games on the Steam OS I mean we have Don't Star Verdun Football Manager Ark Metro Shank 2 Civ 5 The War of Mine uh, Deadline which is an expansion of uh, Breach and Clear Plague Borderlands, of course, is always, has been on Linux for a while. Mountain Blade, Bioshock, Star Wars, Goat Simulator, Seven Days to Die, Eurodruck. Lots of nice titles. And lots of it on sale just for, well, the weekend. Uh, it's not on sale anymore as you're listening to this. But yeah, they're really pushing it. And honestly, it's interesting. The, act, the only thing I think I'm not sold on yet for the Steam system, even though it is on my wish list, is the yeah. controller. Uh, what do you think I about it? I mean, the Steam I controller has think... been gone through a number of changes, but what do you think about it? I have my doubts about about whether or not the Steam controller is ever going to be, is ever going to, well, be what I'd call a good controller. I'd hope it would be something usable and something something I would want to use, but um, ultimately, I, I, I just don't see it right now. I just don't see it. At well, least I based mean, on I'd... what I've seen so far. Yeah, I mean... Uh... 
I don't get how because I remember in PlayStation where you'd actually have some of these uh, paraphernalia to make it seem like you have a keyboard and mouse for the console. So I kind of find it weird for the PC to try to find a way to translate the mouse and keyboard there, into a gamepad. They're trying to make the controller do everything that a mouse and keyboard does while also being a controller, and I don't think they're succeeding at all at either. No, no, in fairness, I think they succeed in combining the two. It's just hard to use. Well, Honestly, it's pretty hard to use. It's like using a weird trackball with your thumb. Well, for the most part, I've only I'm only quoting what I've heard, but but heard from certain games news sites about the about people using an early prototype of the control. Well, not well, the second prototype of the controller. The early prototype, the first prototype was actually actually worked well for some re- for some reason. It worked better than the second prototype. Huh. Yeah. Though I do appreciate, you know, a nice controller, and I guess I will be using that as well. I mean, I want to get a physical controller because I feel like it'll be better than some of the other controllers out in the market. And plus, there's really not much options for both Mac and Linux for controllers. Unlike you running the PC, I think you have a huge use, selection of, like, different gamepads. I could use the DualShock 4, I could use the Xbox One and Xbox 360 controller, I could... And uh, I know I know Logitech's line is usable, and basically I have access to both X input and direct input. Me, if Mac, I'm just happy to find something that would actually work, which is Jenny Razor stuff. But uh, there's a workaround. It's nice to have more options. There's a workaround for the Logitech stuff to work on Mac and Linux. Yeah, I've seen that one, but it just annoys me how you have to do a workaround versus you know just open it up and plug it in. Me, I'd probably be interested in uh, picking up one of. The- Picking up a uh, Steam controller just so I could do one of those, you know, those messed up Let's Plays that I was thinking of doing. You know, the ones of, like, playing Mega Man X using a dance pad and whatnot. (laughs) I want to get a power glove, see how that works. Alright, the other messed up Let's Play I had was basically playing GTA V using a race wheel. Only this time I'd basically play the entire game with a race wheel. I wonder if you can play a game just using, like, you know, the guitar hero guitar or, like, the drum set or things like that. Actually, you could. Gra- but you... Gra- was it? No, that's not guitar hero. That's a uh, rock band. There we go. You could. You just have to get software to map the controls, and you'll probably be playing on PC if that's the can case. Can you imagine, like, uh, using, like, the rock band drum set to play, like, a fighting game? I actually could. That'd be really it'll be, amusing. Re- it'll be horrible, yes, but I could actually imagine it. I guess the sucky part is you you have no D-pad whatsoever on the uh, drum set. So you just probably have all the uh, buttons except for the D-pad. So you used to be standing there punching the air, telling that, Come here! Come to my death fist! Come! Yes. Yes. God damn it. Yes, you would. But I mean, it's interesting how the SteamOS is coming out. And, well, I mean, it also replaced the Linux mark. And now it's all the Steam logos. I am actually looking to build a Steam box. You already know this. Uh, our listeners don't. But yeah, I am planning to expand the uh, Ironic Gaming from the Mac to the Linux system. So we're not going. So I will be part of Team Unix. I am not going to be called a Unix gamer. But uh, yeah, Linux and Mac planned out for next year. Hopefully it's going to be running well. And let's see how Linux goes as a gaming system. Though the system I am building is going to be fairly, fairly powerful. At least gaming wise. Me, I'm me. I'm actually thinking of uh, running a running a Linux system one of these days. The first, you know, the first, the moment I get a, a system running an Nvidia graphics card. 
Oh, which graphics card are you looking at? Uh, it'll, it'll probably be a laptop. Oh, okay. Me and Max, look at that 980 Ti, the one you showed me. That one looks really good versus the Titan X or the Titan Z. You're you basically you're you're getting similar, if only slightly inferior. And by slightly inferior, I'm talking about like less, like you know, less by three FPS on average. It's uh, yep. performance for what I think four hundred dollars less, four hundred four hundred sixty dollars less the price of well, the somewhere Titan there. X. Because yeah. the Titan X is I mean, a essentially it's a price. I mean, it's essentially it's the price of a nine seventy. I think the price difference. The the Titan X is a uh, thousand, and the uh, nine eighty Ti is anywhere from five hundred fifty to six hundred fifty, depending on the cooler huh. and the brand. But yeah, looking to assemble that thing probably somewhere January, February, assuming I don't spend my money on other stuff. But yeah, uh, so far, lots of interesting things come out for gaming, and yeah, the Minecraft update is finally coming up. 1.9, it's on its way. Sweet. The combat update, which really does not concern me too much, but there are a few things I like, such as new things to farm, and dual wielding. Okay. Yeah, you can actually now dual wield in Minecraft in 1.9. It's weird dual wielding, though. I mean, you can hold two swords, but you only use one, but it does have some interesting aspects to it. Okay. So yeah, looking forward to that, hoping 1.9 comes out. But of course, uh, if you guys do watch Minecraft Mondays, you'll be noticed I'll be doing tutorials for a while because uh, the server is planning to reset at 1.9. So I kind of figure, you know, that's what gonna ha- that may happen soon. So instead of like uh, investing too much in building a pretty big base right now, I figure, hey, I'll do some tutorials. I love doing my redstone stuff. So I'll probably look at some small redstone projects and show you guys how to build it. Things like my gold farm, me and my expanded tree farm, a few other things. Yeah, but still, the it's nice to see the 1.9 Fummy come out. I think this is it's been nearly what 200, 300 days or something since the last update. Okay, it's this is essentially one of the longest updates. It took forever for this thing to come out, but yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, it is the combat update, which means not so much redstone things like what I like to do, but still, uh, new mechanics, new place to build, and new stuff to work with. So always fun that way. Sounds like a lot of interesting things going on in Minecraft. Oh yeah, unless you're on Windows 10, then you don't get these nice things. Oh yeah, actually, I I, I came across an, a thread on one on the Linus Tech Tips forum mentioning that 8chan 8chan's tech tech thread basically said that uh, Windows 10's malicious. Yeah, that's kind of about. That's about right. Yeah. I I don't know. I I haven't update. I haven't updated to Windows 10, and likely the first time I'll ever get Windows 10 is, is is whenever I get my next system. I mean, honestly, I guess once something's free like that, you're kind of worried, especially if it's from Windows or even Mac, because heck, well, when Maverick came out and it was free, I was a little skeptical. Like, why are you giving me something for free? I this give is it- Linux territory. I would uh, give it... I'd probably give it a few months before I'd ever seriously decide to use it. That's fair. But yeah, I'm confused to how come Minecraft had to be downgraded for Windows 10. No bloody clue. But I say, there's, I guess this might be the architecture or how the OS runs. Because even like uh, on my new Mac, uh, the new iMac I have, I could not run Minecraft on the get-go because it had issues with the Java or something. So I had to like update some things, fix some stuff to get working again. But it's really weird how your OS needed to be downgraded. The OS required the game to be downgraded for it to work properly. Feels that... like something went wrong somewhere. 
That seems odd. Really? Yes, it does. Really? But still, I mean, really odd. Like, why? Yep. Oh, and also heard the uh, story about the possibility that Half Life Three may never come. What? 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 Really? Yeah. Per- yeah. Apparently, there was a. This I actually got this from a Funhouse. Funhouse. Do check them out on YouTube. Very nice guys. Uh, interesting shows. A little racist sometimes, but still fun in its own weird way. Some kind. Anyway, uh, they were talking about. Uh, they had a contact from suppose an anonymous worker in Valve who talked about Half-Life 3 which according to him is in development but with a crew of about 10 people oh apparently well they did make a number of points where economically Valve does not need to release Half-Life 3 due to the sheer amount of money they make just on Steam alone which they said on some very uh, generous estimates of 700 million dollars per year Annually, they make about seven hundred million annually on Steam alone. Steam has an effect of monopoly on Steam has an effect of monopoly on P- on basically PC gaming right now. What about Origins, Saxel? Isn't Origins great? You're an Origins. Or- Origin only has e- EA only has a monopoly on EA games. Is it like the Google Plus of the gaming world? Worse, <laughs> far worse. But hey, at least Google Plus now, you don't need a Google Plus to run YouTube. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I appreciate that because I was really annoyed when that happened where, oh, you need a Google Plus account now to work this. Like, uh, why? That that sounds like it could be really, really frustrating. Yeah, it, it was just frustrating. It was. And the funny thing about Google Plus was it was one of the largest uh, social networks currently. I think it has over two billion users. I assume that's such. only because that's only because it's tied with the people who made new Gmail accounts and made new YouTube accounts. Yep, of the two billion plus uh, users, supposedly only six million are active. Okay, and to be fair, when they say active, that means of the six million, someone actually posted something. Okay, and I will honestly say that I have Google Plus because of YouTube. I have never posted anything except slightly edited my profile to make it look a little nicer. Okay. But yeah, it is a weird social network. I mean, as much as people say Facebook is annoying and such, I feel like it's not going to go away anytime soon just because of how integrated it is with so much websites right now. I mean, as sad as it is, one of my favorite things about Facebook is the fact that when I go to some new websites, I don't have to register a new account. I just click Facebook uh, login. You just use Facebook to uh, fill out your uh, registration credentials and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, it is fantastic. Like, oh, I don't have to go through this short three-minute process? Great. I mean, three minutes is pretty short, but honestly, if I can just, like, click one button, it does it all for me, I will do that. And so will so many other people. Well, be- well, that's because convenience is something that people want. So, do you think, uh, do you think we'll ever see something like that for Steam? Like, you'll go to websites and say, instead of a Facebook login, we'll have a Steam login? Yeah, that would require Steam to become a little more ubiquitous. Essentially, Steam would have to become more than just about games right now. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, there is a very active community in Steam. I mean, these communities are different sh- uh, threads, boards that people actually do post in. But most of them are are basically offshoots of, well, stuff related to games. True enough. But I mean, it is that is the setup for it. Though I feel like Steam could become something that big. Though I do worry 
that they might that the, if they ever do touch the whole social networking style thing. I mean, Steam is a social network in itself, but I really hope it never becomes like a traditional station, uh, social network. If it becomes anything like Facebook, then it's just going to end up becoming full of tedium, unnecessary tedium that people don't really want any part of. Actually, I mean, I realize as we- as much as weird games can appear on Steam that may be free or like absurdly cheap. I've never seen like a Facebook S game on Steam. I I know for a fact that those games actually do go on Steam. Really? Like which one? Some of those are uh, mobile ports, which are which actually which probably started their lives as as uh, social games on Facebook. Huh. Do people still play like social games on Yahoo? Is that still things? Yahoo games still thing? No, I for the most part the only thing I can assume is that some people are still playing games on uh, on Facebook right now, and even then, mo- and even then, that's only like people I know who really don't re- really don't play games besides what they play on Facebook. I mean, you know, I remember the-, the first time I opened Facebook. Well, besides being a pressure from my ex-girlfriend, uh, I opened Facebook simply because I saw she kept playing all these amusing-looking games. I mean, in fairness, they were not hard games. They just looked really vis- uh, visually amusing to me. I remember the game I ended up playing heavily was Restaurant City, which I honestly I really did enjoy for some strange reason. Okay. Then you had like uh, Empire and Allies by Zynga, and that one was fun. It became like a sort of turn-based uh, strategy game, which I really did enjoy. It was very simple. But it actually had a single-player option, which I enjoyed. And But the issue was, after I did finish the single-player campaign, I kind of went, okay, I'm done. Stop playing okay. it. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's still the effect of gaming right now. It's amazing. I mean, right now, I was actually surprised to see in the news where they now have to check gamers, who the pro-gamers, for drug abuse. Right, because be right because I know for a fact that that there's a concern, like one of those drugs that they that uh, people prescribe. Adderall. Uh, yeah, it's Adderall. Adderall. Who do they prescribe it to again? Uh, I forgot. It's for was it autistic kids or people that have like issues trying to focus? ADHD. I'm not. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Basically, they basically uh. The, uh, a number of, I think, an entire team was caught using it. Ger- using it, it uh, was it during practice or was it, b- or was it uh, right before a tournament? Uh, I think it was right before a tournament. Ah, I see. It was a was it a Dota t- was it a Dota team or a LOL team? I don't know. I didn't really read that news article. I don't know. Part of me would think that it was a uh, Starcraft. Not StarCraft, uh, Counter-Strike. Okay, yeah, that would make sense. Like, uh, Adderall for Counter-Strike would make a lot of sense. I don't know. Back in your days, did that ever crop up? The, the problem? Uh, like, use of those things? Uh, the, what we had back then was just energy drinks. Okay. I mean, back then, the biggest worry was because we played on the online circuit, uh, was people using macros, uh, or special keyboards and things which gave them an edge. All right. This was during the era, the era when gaming peripherals were basically, uh, basically either non-existent or very new. Yep. Or and extremely cheaty. Ah. I and mean, this was the era of the turbo controller. And any special gaming, you know, quote unquote controller you got, essentially just gave you an unfair edge. Ah, In fairness, like the, things. like the Razer stuff which I'm using. The unfair edge it gives you is not really that unfair. I mean, the first time I got, like, the Nostromo, 
and like the Naga series, it was actually pretty hard to use. Okay. But yeah, once you get the concept, it does just put keys in a far more easy, uh, easily accessible place. I mean, for my Nostromo, I've never been able to use the WASD keys as well as the arrow keys with just one hand. And okay. the use of those arrow keys were amazing. I mean, my arrow keys allowed me to have up to eight different inputs. Okay. So yeah, I mean, but uh, back then, it was really macros that we really were the issue. Okay, so... Um... What's um have you what's the current view of the use of macros at least for Counter Strike? Because I know uh, I assume it's different for Dota. Generally it is looked down upon. It okay. really is looked down upon when you have macros because that simplifies things too much that replaces natural skill with a computer system. I guess ah, if you're looking okay. at this from like a Formula One, that's why they removed the what's it? Uh ABS control from the cars because it removed driver skill. Okay. I mean, the macros are a really, really big no-no when it comes to games like uh, LOL, Dota, essentially the MOBA series. Okay. Where split seconds count for everything. And you can use like uh, these softwares and these uh, hardwares to really just make your gaming a little faster. Okay. I mean, I actually remember the Steam game. Remember the Steam Summer Sale? Yes. Where you had to click these robots? Wait, the, the Steam Summer Sale... This year? Yeah, I remember when you had to destroy these robots. That was like a mini game they had. No, I did not participate. Oh, okay, I, I participated in that thing. Uh, what I did was, I mean, I found out there was no cooldown for the mouse clicking. Okay, so since there was no cooldown, what did you do? Oh, I just set up my macro and I made it click one million times per minute. Okay. Yeah, what well, the damage is doing like to the robot. Uh, I was in a lane with like 200 people. The average damage we were doing was like 1.8 million. I see. So how and much like health a- did a robot have? Oh, a lot. But uh, the thing was, the average damage each person would do per click was just around 300 damage. 300. Okay. Yep. So we had like uh, 200 people. So 300 times 200. That gives us 60,000 damage per click. So that means... But I was doing nearly... but. The heavy clicky I was doing gave us about 1.8 million. So 60,000. Let's say we get to click this thing maybe three times per second. Okay. Oh, sorry. Not uh, 1.8 million. 18 million. 18. Uh, 10.8 was done by most people. And over 6 million was done just by people probably using macros. So why did you have to destroy a robot? Because when you destroyed the robots, they unlocked other games that were going to be on sale. Like, you okay. had to do this thing to unlock other games that would go on sale. And you weren't even told what games are on sale. It, like, it would give you this rough description like, Oh, this game is an RPG in space with this. It doesn't even tell you the game. It gives you a very vague description. And once you accomplish these tasks in the minigames, then you get to unlock it and you may purchase it. So lots of people were just doing that, and honestly, I mean, yeah, was that cheaty? Yes, it was very cheaty, but at the same time, I do want to see what these games are. I'm pretty sure everyone else did. I'm pretty sure Steam was very well aware that people are using macros to kill some things pretty quickly. So, pro- so, so how big? So how big was the HP again? Uh, like the first boss, because uh, once the Steam sale started, I actually joined in. The first boss was like really weak. Like the first boss just had like a thousand health. Then, like, the last day of the sale, I think, I saw, like, a boss that was, like, pushing, like, billions of health. 
Dang. Did you kill it? Uh, at that point there, it's like I already got the games I wanted, so I didn't join in. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it died. Be- again, because at this point, people just started using macros to just automate the clicking. Okay. And because there was no cooldown time for the mouse, like in between clicks, you could just click forever. Basically, just keep the mac, just basically keep the macro going. Yep, and you just do something else as it's doing all the damage, like making a sandwich or playing a, playing a game somewhere. Uh, no, no, you can't play a game on that computer because obviously your mouse has on to a different the monster. on a different control. You know, playing a game on a different controller, a handheld. A handheld oh yeah, that's what I was doing. Console, like I broke out phone. my. I broke Um, out, like, my iPhone and just started playing games on it. Okay. But yeah, so macros, obviously they are pretty cheaty and it's very hard to say that, you know, you should be allowed to use it. Because even I'm kind of like, I enjoy them because they make things simple. But when you're playing games for challenges and with other people, it is cheaty. Maybe with your friends it's fine, but when you're out there with other people, it's really not something you want to do. I don't know, man. Do you think I'd probably need to use macros if I tried playing GTA V with a racing wheel and tried to do the on-foot segments with the wheel? Uh, assuming you can bind those macros to your wheel, yeah, it would probably help you a lot. Because the idea, because the idea when I mentioned that one was basically the entire game played on the wheel. So basically, the on-foot segments, the parts where I have to shoot and run and all that other stuff, I. I'd My thing is, I understand how wheel. you can aim, uh, how you can look left and right. How do you handle the up and down? Yeah, yeah, that actually has. I I don't know if, the way I'd see it. It probably had to do with the stick. Assuming your we the wheel had is one of those wheels with a stick and the uh, pedals. I'm pretty sure neither the stick or pedals handle looking up or down. At least on the get go, you probably have to remap them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So essentially, you're like driving like a mech. A mech the size, the shape of a man. And the size of a man, yes. Oh yeah, that's like really amusing. Yeah, one of, it's one of those weird play ideas I had. Apart from also using one of those gesture control... Basically, there's there's this gesture control armband that, um, that's available that you could control your computer with. I'm, wonder, I'm trying to see how I could use that to play games. Oh, talking about that, I got to see the Razer Nabu in uh, one of the stores l- recently. Okay. Looks pretty interesting, but yeah, it's as neat as it is, as uh, cheap as it can be. I think it was sold at uh, just under 3,000 pesos or around that price. To my knowledge, the, Na- the Nabu is a, is just a uh, quality of life device, isn't it? Sort of. I mean, you can sync it to your phone so it lets you know if you have messages and stuff. Though the way it does lets you know is pretty stupid. It like blinks a light and the light blinking can be... A text message, an email, it does not really let you know. You cannot really customize it too much. If I'm correct, it but also it does ha- have a health aspect to it. I mean, like it does. It has ha- a pedometer. Check how much you step. It has a pedometer, but the pedometer requires software, and I think you need up to three different kinds of applications on your phone available both on Android and iOS to make it work fully. Okay. Which is uh, honestly a little annoying. I don't understand why they had to break it down to three apps. So that sounds kind of weird. But eh. But at the same time, when I was there, I also noticed they had the Razer Gunnar glasses. Oh, I am pretty the sure glasses. I completely. I'm pretty sure I butchered the way that's pronounced. But still, uh, instant glass. I got to try Gun- it out for a no, while. You, no, that's how you. Pr- that's how you. Uh, pr- that's how you pronounce it. I know for a fact that it's supposed to alleviate eye strain when staring at screens. Yep. I mean, I- in fairness, I mean that has happened to me. But that's when I game for like eight hours straight. 
granted, I I don't know. Par- personally, I'm starting to think that I think it could also be helpful in if you were if you're, for example, going out in di- in a lot of daylight scenarios. Granted, it won't be I- it won't be as effective as sunglasses, but it would probably still have an effect. Yeah, though honestly, I mean, as much as razor stuff and all the gaming stuff looks cool. I yeah. honestly don't want to wear that outside. It really feels weird seeing people wear have the Kraken headsets outside. Same way, I think it feels weird probably see you know people wearing the computer glasses, be they by Gunner or as someone else outside. It seems just a little unusual. It's like you're trying to be do the overly re- geeky in a strange way. Do the Gunner glasses have uh, the have the have like noticeable green on them? Oh the yes, ones? they're the if they're the razor one, they because have I, very noticeable green on them. Because I know the Steel Series ones have have very noticeable orange on them. Yep, the ra- razor has the green. Yeah, the regular Gunners will Gunners would probably be the ones that 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 would work better in that scenario. Yeah, I'll agree. But I mean. It is interesting in its own way. I'm guessing it's not meant for everyone because honestly, I do get eye strain from doing computer work. But then that's like I'm clocking it over eight hours. Then I get strain. Prior to that, Jenny, I get no strain whatsoever. Okay. Ah, a childhood full of watching the television and playing video games. And and only now is it getting to your eyes? Nah, not really. Okay. Honestly, I'd like to think that uh, using the computer and games made my eyes a little sharper, at least when it came to color, because I am pretty great at telling the difference in colors and the tones of colors when I do my Photoshop and Final Cut work. That's it makes good. Makes me a really, really great, you know, uh, what's the term? Editor. Pixel Nazi. Okay. No, no, I'm like I'm not just editing. I'm doing a bit of what they call a pixel Nazi. In the same way, you hear the term grammar Nazi. So basically, you can tell whether or not a screen has the. Uh, has the capability of running the full uh, srgb gamut or only like 72 percent no i mean i can tell the second like a small thing in the picture is wrong okay which makes it really great when i play those weird games of which is different in the pictures or where is this thing in the picture do you run any uh do you do you run any color correction hardware uh no so you when I do but, color cor- when I do color correction, it's part of either Adobe or Final Cut, but I don't use like a standalone uh, software to correct color. Do you you have you ever used color correction? Uh, not color correction, color calibration hardware. Uh yeah, a few monitor. times when I had to fir- when I first had to calibrate some of my monitors because I run I run two monitors, so I have to make sure they're both calibrated correctly. So uh, what do you use? Uh gosh, uh, it's somewhere here it's i somewhere in my file i just like uh got it used it once or twice then just like left it somewhere okay and see i just like calibrate once saved the profile and it was done last time i calibrated this thing was 2012 dang that's been a while yeah so yeah i have not calibrated any further and i mean right now it's a little dark but other than that it doesn't really bother me okay (laughs) But yeah, I cannot wait to build the new box, the new Steam OS system. Probably yes. running the HTC Revive, available on this, available probably on the Steam Store when it comes out in the second quarter or the first quarter of 2016. But gosh, it's it is so interesting though to actually see a Steam OS. I wonder if it'll be any good though. What do you think? The last time I heard about Steam OS, at least what I read, what I read about it, it actually. Running games on SteamOS was actually basically the performance you got was actually less than what you got off of running it off 
of uh, the other Linux distros. Huh. I'm, least, I'm get, hoping they improved it. Granted, I'm quoting a review of something that was released in uh, early 2014. So they pro- so they probably tweaked it, uh, tweaked it a bit. I haven't followed SteamOS for for a while now. I mean, the only reason why I'm looking at it now is because it's always been kind of blasted at me in the last few days of Steam. I don't know. For me, I don't know. Most of my familiarity with SteamOS these days was when they started uh, the when they revived the uh, Steam Box initiative and basically showed off all the all their Steam machines on the uh, Steam webpage. It's pretty smart that they decided that the Steam machines they wanted to show off were the uh, console-esque ITX machines as opposed to those giant towers with glowing Steam logos. I don't know, but I love those giant towers with the Steam logos. I probably would buy those cases if they ever sold those cases and ju- and build my system from there. Honestly, I think the only competition that uh, my new rig has in what I may pr- on what I may spend my money on is I might buy a, compl- a complete new system assembled. Uh, I mean, I'll assemble it or a three D printer. And also, a three D printer is pretty tempting. <laughs> Some something inside me says that you should consider the 3D printer. I have no idea why. Well, I mean it's a cool thing. I mean we can make different things, different products, merchandising. Not that we're going to be merchandising just anytime soon, but it's just a nice thing to play with. And the fact that I do have friends who do know how to do the uh, 3D rendering and stuff, it's just an amusing idea. <laughs> Something I might actually do just for fun. You but can... yeah, the cost of running a, of setting up a 3D printer and setting up an entire new system. It's about the same. At least how I'm setting up in my head. Okay. How about you? How about you? Any plans on upgrading your system or making things better for, you know, the new headsets coming in? Or you have no interest in the headsets at all? Uh, for the, uh... Are you talking about the... Uh, are you talking about the... The, uh... Head-mounted displays? Yeah, like the Revive, the Morpheus, the Oculus... I don't know. I only... Other us. I'll probably fi- I'll probably try to find one that I could use across multiple platforms, but ultimately, right now, most of those things don't really interest interest me as much as say, um, well, a better monitor, like say a better monitor would interest me right now. So, are you the type who's actually looking for the curved monitor? If it's also twenty one by nine and thirty four inches, yes. Uh, what is the actual advantage of that? I mean, I I get the idea where it's probably a little easier to look at when you're turning your head, but is it really that much better to have a curved system versus a regular flat? Basically, it's better if it's better for the single user experience because when you ter- when, because when it when you're dealing with a 21 by 9 monitor, if it's flat generally if you're turning your head, basically there's going to be some kind of a uh, distortion going on going on with the way you view things. Basically, if it's curved, it's sti- it, when you turn your head, it's it would l- probably look more natural. Okay, I guess I see the point there. Granted, the only other reason why you will you'll you'd end up using a curved monitor is because all the twenty-one by nine, thirty-four inch monitors coming out right now are well all curved. Now, would you get a four K monitor? No. Well, come. <laughs> I could see the use of thir- of of uh, a 34 inch 21 by 9 3440 by 1440 monitor because it gives me more physical screen real estate 
with uh, with most of the uh, 4K monitors, it gives me more virtual screen real estate and um, running running games at acceptable frame rates is still a challenge. So at 4K, are we running like five or seven frames per second? That depends. What graphics card are we looking at? Let's say we'll break out the Titan Z. The Titan Z? Yeah. Anywhere from 30 to 60, depending on the game. Because wow, you can actually push that much at 4K? Yeah, but just remember the Titan Z originally launched for $3,000, then got dropped to, I think, $1,500. Yeah, what a steal. <laughs> God damn, like a $1,500 graphics card. That, which is, by the way, two graphics cards in a single card. Oh, it is? Yeah, the Titan Z is basically two two Titan Blacks that were basically soldered onto the same graphics card. Huh. That's the same case as the R9 295X2. Two R9 290Xs on the same graphics card. So, can you run two of those on your system? Yes, and that will be the equivalent of running four graphics cards. How many frames do you get at 4K? Um, All of them. The improvement in... uh, Fun fact, the improvement in performance drops off a cliff once you after the uh, second graphics card is added. Every Okay, so every increase after the second graphics card is basically you you hit you uh, you hit diminishing returns pretty fast. Ah, okay, okay, makes sense. Yeah, pretty much. And also though with like 12 gigs of like VRAM can most do most do any game act does any game actually need that much VRAM? Or can they actually make any good use of up to twelve gigs of VRAM? I mean, right now the VRAM on my current iMac, yes, I know it's not known as a gaming system, but uh, my current VRAM here is four gigs of VRAM. Four gigs is probably going to end up becoming the minimum down the line. Basically, yep. you'll need a bigger frame buffer if you want to be running the higher resolutions. Well, AMD. So, you know, I have a small oven toaster in my room. So, I assume your temperatures are are higher now because of it. Oh, yeah. when I, Especially when I'm doing, like, video rendering or, like, editing stuff. It's interesting. I mean, there are times you feel like you can cook an egg. Ah, okay. Uh, AMD, I love you. I just wish you didn't turn my room into a sauna. I ish. I ass- yeah, that's probably what's happening in my uh, in my PC right now with my graphics card. I think I could cook bacon on it. Oh, you're also running an AMD? Yeah, R90 R9 290X graphics card that av- that that when running when uh, running at on average or at at max load is like 90 degrees Celsius can get up to 95 degrees Celsius. Dang. And I actually run a slight overclock on the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, uh, the art of the overclock. It seems to be a dying art nowadays. No, actually, the art of the overclock is now mostly for show. Like, quite literally for show. With all these overclocking contests that involve liquid nitrogen and basically running uh, the equivalent of... What's the system that an air condi- that a refrigerator uses to cool itself? Uh, a refrigerating system? You mean that weird thing in the back, like the radiator and stuff? Yeah, imagine something like that, that basically has that coldness... Being pumped through a tube, and uh, what's the uh, there's a unit the, like what's that cooling unit called on the air conditioner? Uh, what do you mean, like uh, the compressor? Yes, the, the yeah, basically I've seen I've seen ca- a case, like a bunch of cases being sold that have like a compressor that pumps cold 
cold like cold air through a tube straight to your CPU. Dang, what are your operating temperatures with that thing? Um, at that point, you're already you have to activate the LN2 mode on your motherboard because it because basically it could actually get to to get to minus if you if the thing isn't running. Wow. Generally speaking, Talk about when optimum efficiency. Te- technically, when you're running those kinds of systems, the goal is to pretty much overclock like a beast. Like, people get, like, 5 gigahertz, 6 gigahertz overclocks with those kinds of systems. And all of and the only reason you're getting those kinds of overclocks, you're not doing it for performance. The Im- performance improvement is pretty minimal. At that stage, you're just doing it just so you can see those numbers. <laughs> Man, all the frames, all the processing... Actually, it's more like like an extra 5, 10 frames. Hey, if you're running 20, you'll end up with 30. Yeah, actually, they, they actually I think I have the... Actually, maybe later I'll probably send you the link of the, of the uh, shop that sells those cases. Oh, actually, curious. What is your magic number for FPS? Like, what do you feel like is the best FPS for you? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty fine with 60, but I really want to try those... Higher refresh rates, like the ninety. No, like like hundred twenty, hundred forty four. I want to see. I I like. I want to see what they mean by what they mean by smooth. Like you know, a smoother, quicker, a sp- like a smoother, quicker, more responsive experience. Uh, I've actually tried those, and unless you are in the zone, especially for FPSs, you don't ma- you don't notice the difference between that and sixty. Uh, but when you do play it long enough. Yeah, you do notice that split second. So, um, how things. did how did you try them? Was it on one of the older one of those older CRT monitors? Uh, one of my friends actually has like a one one twenty or was a one forty four, and okay. his setup is really beast. He's running two nine nine eighty Ti's, uh, around sixteen gigs of RAM. He's running the i seven five seven ninety. He's writing some beastly stuff on it. So, wait a minute. Does his monitor have G-Sync? That one I did not ask. Because basically the problem... But it was damn smooth. It was butter. It... That sounds like it. Ru- it's running G-Sync. Basically uh, G... Yeah, that... Yeah. Basically G-Sync will, will make sure that, there, that there's no screen tearing. Which usually happens when the screen is trying to run frames higher than its refresh rate or lower than its refresh rate. Oh yeah, I'm guessing it must have had that because that thing looked like, that thing was butter. That was so smooth. I went back to my computer and it's like, uh, you're horrible. Well, I still love a, you. I still play on my Mac though. <laughs> there's an a, there is an AMD equivalent to uh, G-Sync. It's called FreeSync. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And actually, I know for a fact that more there are more FreeSync ready monitors than there are G-Sync ready monitors. In fact, one of those FreeSync ready monitors is actually a is actually a uh, 21 by 934 inch 3440 by 1440 monitor with a uh, 75 hertz refresh rate. So it's so you will notice the you will notice a difference over 60. Huh, okay, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, the... I don't know, ever since I started dealing with, like, 60-frame videos and things, it's been so hard for me to deal with under with sub-60. I mean, obviously, being on the Mac, I generally just average 45. Sometimes I get, like, 60, but generally it's a 45 safe. But yeah, it's kind of weird to go back to 30 every now and then. 
The only time I have to ever deal with going back to 30 is when I play on a console. But hey, at least I'm not doing 24 or under like I did in my MacBook Air. Ah, yes, running the running the perfect cinematic experience, as those random pretentious douchebags would like to tell you. <laughs> uh, I remember playing Skyrim at 14 FPS. Best, so, four, best 14 frames per second ever. So, did you feel like you're watching a movie? Well, uh, slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you mean like the you mean like those old like those old animation clips that basically had all the had all the sequences like on uh, on uh, moving pieces of paper? <coughs> yeah, like those gigantic flipbooks. Yeah, yeah, it felt like that. But again, I mean, I as weird as it was, I mean, I still enjoy playing the games. I still had my fun. Sure, it was not butter. Sure, it had its issues. I still enjoy it, and honestly. As much as I know Mac is on a gaming system and I am building my own gaming system, I still enjoy playing get my games on my Mac. It's not the best experience, it's not the most average experience, but it does a trick. I get to have my fun, I get to do my things. Uh, okay. I'm building Linux more actually for Let's Play purposes, just because I think I can. I want to have a dedicated system versus having to record off my bigger Mac to record into my smaller Mac. It's just feels better to have an actual system to record from versus trying to deal with a setup that's not just your editing system but also your gaming system yeah and if i can i'd like to retire like a good section of my max gaming library to that system just so i can handle all the let's play videos there and what? just be able to download and edit straight into my main workhorse computer allowing my laptop to maybe go to the farm or be relegated to you know uh, becoming fully a netbook that that works and to be, and to be fair you, though to be fair you probably won't have to worry about frame rate drops on recording or even streaming if you ever decide to do so because you'll probably be re- be running your Elgato for that oh yeah huh going on uh, the subject the Elgato hmm? going on the subject subject of streaming do you plan to get into streaming anytime soon oh i'd love to do streaming but you know third world internet I may have a fiber connection, but it's your still nets, not the best thing. Your net, technically, your net's above the minimum, man, for running running a stream. Yeah, but uh, consistency, yeah. I don't I, know why. My net has been really inconsistent. Like, it gets fast, and for some reason, it drops down. Well, actually, the more important question is, uh, do, do any of your systems have an Ethernet port? And can you get an Ethernet cable from your router, from your router straight to your system? Uh, I cannot do that because, like, my router is on the first floor and I'm on the second floor. Because, um, b- yeah, because if you want more a more consistent connection, you're going to need to have your connection wired. I actually at one point thought of getting myself my own, like, individual fiber connection just so I have, like, all, like, a special speed just for myself. No, uh, no, you don't need to unless you're, tr- unless you're planning to get a, a faster connection. Yeah, it'd always be nice. Or I am I have been thinking so many times to upgrade our connection from twenty to fifty. Because to be fair, you wouldn't need to get another connection. You'd need to just get another router. Oh really? I mean my router right now my router right now is the current one of the current top of the line Asus. Yeah, but basically the idea is that the only the only reason you'd get another router is just so that you can have a direct a direct physical access port for your computer. You can have both 
on the same connection if I am correct. But basically, you're going to be running a good a good number of cables and connections and whatnot. Yeah, I... and I don't know. I I'm not sure if like the speed drop is that uh, noticeable. But every time I see like using long wires, I feel like slowly I'm eating away at my speed by putting a longer and longer wire. No, that that that's that's probably the length of the wire getting to your head already, man. Ah, okay. That's probably it's just probably getting to your head. Actually, I don't know. My suggestion would be that you try out streaming under your current setup first before moving forward or forward any further. You know, maybe try that for an afternoon or an evening or something before moving forward any further on that. Hmm. Hey guys, so. Tell us what you think about, you know, SteamOS, the new things coming out. Are you, th- do you think Origins might actually be something in the future? It's not. Uh, also, I guess we should probably talk about Razer's EULA, but I guess that's something for another topic. Oh, and, and oh, guys, uh, be sure. Yeah. Oh, guys, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, guys, and if you want to comment on anything, maybe you should comment on the upcoming release schedule. It's looking mighty interesting. After all, Mighty Number no. 9 is probably coming out next month. Yep, yep, yep. Hey guys, uh, if you enjoy, be sure to like, subscribe, share in your uh, all your social media stuff. Facebook, hey, Twitter. Uh, uh, may- I I don't know. Maybe make a Reddit thread or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, be sure to check out the other shows in Channel 14, such as uh, Third World Linux, uh, the Third World Game Let's Plays. Uh, Let's Plays being we have Let's Plays on Fridays, Minecraft Monday. We may have a few more other shows coming up once we have things more properly set that da- uh, probably put down. Uh, of course, the Bodenic Nights podcast and the rare Third World Gaming podcast that uh, we're gonna try to push out maybe once or twice. Every two months or something. <laughs> and and our new show, Radio Norm. Oh yeah, be sure to check him out. Norm is awesome. You will enjoy it. Hey guys, uh, be sure to check out the shows. Uh, this one, Paolo, do we wait for the AG and the Jiao to pop in somehow? Or do we have our own off-tangent, which this is now, which you might be hearing. Hello, listeners, this is off-tangent. Huh. Hey. Yes, <laughs> yes, this is off-tangent. Uh. But yeah, uh, oh, how's your how's your trip? I mean, uh, maybe people didn't realize this because, you know, you were in Let's Play every single Friday, but you were in the U.S. recently, right? Yeah, I was in, Am- I was, I was in California specifically for three weeks well california and las so, vegas so how was cali let's see uh la was well it, it was overall fun and and entertaining that's good fun entertaining and the food and uh, let, let's just say that the food was a little the all the, the food serv- the, the, the servings were very 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 generous america where everything is supersized yep until you go to texas it's super America. Good friggin' gosh! Like I could only imagine how big the f- how big I could get a a steak there for. No, you cannot imagine it. You just accept it as it comes. So I assume it's huge. Yes. And it's the first time I saw a Texan pie. I did not understand what I was looking at. So that must be really good cow, isn't sh- isn't it? 
Oh yeah, uh, the in fairness, like the Texan steaks and stuff are really nice. They are pretty huge. Yeah. And amazingly flavorful for how big they are. Hmm. That's pr- that's probably because of the quality of the cow and the beef. Yep. So what did you do in California? Let's see. First stop was. Oh, did you go to San Diego Comic Con? Yes, I did for a day, and uh, the specifics of that was actually I went around Comic Con. I didn't get to go inside. The convention center, but there were a lot of events going on going on outside. Oh, really? Like what? Let's see. There were basically uh, a lot of exhibition, a lot of exhibition booths and uh, promotional and promotional, well, promotional di- booth display things for various games, movies, movies, comics, and TV shows. Uh, I actually got to try out uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Three. On in the uh, PlayStation in the, like the PlayStation exhibition area, where they where they basically ran a beta of the game. For, aim of they ran a beta of the game, and they also had uh, basically you know one of those escape room type setups based on uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Yep. Yeah, Black Ops Three right, is so interesting. So are those things like really attached to SDCC, or the, is that its own? They are attached. Separate thing altogether. They are attached. Okay, but you don't. So do. You, so you pay no. also to get those because they're no. outside the hall. Oh, okay. No, the, any of the events around SDCC are free, but you need a badge to en- enter the convention center. Okay. So how quickly did the tickets get sold out? Oh gosh, they were sold out by April. No, not April, March. Dang. Yeah. Such strange. Hey, John's on. And a pug in his photo because I'm staring at things. Hey guys, we're now on the second on tangent. Yes, we're now in tangception. Wait, were you guys recording a third world gaming? We were recording a third world gaming and a third world gaming quote unquote off tangent segment, if you will call it off tangent. It is off tangent. So this is the off tangent of the third world gaming thing. Kind of, yeah. Hey, AG. Hey, you're on AG. mute. Hey, AG. <laughs> you're not on mute. Boop. <laughs> so, this is the off-tangent section with Zhao, AG, Saxo, and myself. Yes. Boop. Boop. Hey. I already said boop seven times. <laughs> <laughs> I kept on going. <laughs> so, we're in the so off-tangent guys. section of, uh, of, of Third World Gaming, apparently. Yeah. Yep. Did we just start on time or no? Uh, you got. Uh, we started like maybe five minutes ago. We were talking about actually Paolo's trip to America and him stalking SDCC from the outside. And basically the fact that I got to try out like Call of Duty Black Ops 3 early as well as Assassin's Creed. It's Syndicate early. They had an alpha for but it. But that was already a... But- that yeah. was already a Bodega Nights. Yeah, that was. So basically, which you can I, listen to from two weeks ago. Call to action. Remember, call to <laughs> action. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, I, the Ironic Gamer didn't uh, hear about it. Didn't hear about this. Uh, can easily download the episode, but what the hell, right? <laughs> Okay, fairness, here, the so. reason why I didn't listen I because I do listen to all the podcasts. The reason I didn't listen to the recent ones was because I've just been so hammered in work. Ah. I mean, I've been. Oh, I found out making fifteen-second videos. Making fifteen-second videos is really hard. Ah, okay. Because Pauchikawawa. <laughs> if you could last the whole thirty seconds, it wouldn't be that hard. Pauchikawawa. 
So I'm about to go out. I better check the new season of the RVB. I think it's out already. Uh, I haven't watched the entire season of up to episode eight. Huh, and, okay, uh, I think I stopped like episode two or three. Uh, yeah, I, not even, not even eight. Probably thirteen because um, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it. Just you know, just watch. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, did you guys? Oh, this is one thing I didn't uh, t- mention sax about. Apparently, you know that game Farm Simulator. Yeah, there's a. There's competitor. a competitor called Farm Expert, Simulator. which apparently is getting pretty much <laughs> negative reviews throughout everyone who's been using it. Farm Expert 2016. Yep, it feels so weird seeing that there's actual competition for a farm simulator. Dang. How's that? I wonder how this works. I mean, how do you even get the market for like a farm simulator type game? Do you think there are they, many like farmer get, uh, gamers, yo? Farmer gamers. I mean, yeah, I mean, this this community for it is actually pretty serious. Same way it's pretty serious for, like, the Euro Truck Simulator. I mean, every simulator has a pretty serious community with the exception of Goat Simulator. Oh, they're pretty serious about goats. <laughs> yes. Do you think that might be, like, another thing? Do you think someone will make, like, you know, there's the Goat Simulator and then someone will make the Ram experience? Uh... <laughs> You know, this is surprisingly on-tangent for the third world gaming off-tangent Exactly! <laughs> I have no idea why we're talking about Rams, but hey, but hey, it's a big oh, it's actually, a talking about you know, Rams and Jane Chase, so... Cars, am I right? Paolo was in search of a punchline. I don't you know. know. Uh, Paolo, Jao and I were, like, wondering, were you ever, when you are going around SCCC... Did you ever end up doing something that had you get chased by either, like, uh, conventioneers or, like, the police? Let's see. I did not shout like a goat, so... No. 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 Funnily enough, no. Goats shout? Um... I'm pretty sure goats scream. Yes. Like people. Yes. That that screaming goats, yes. But but how was SDC? I mean, you did not go inside, but how was it being on the outside of what people consider, like... Some sort of mecca for geekdom. There's a lot of. There was a lot of things going on outside. <laughs> One thing it doesn't have is comics. <laughs> well, no. In fairness, there's like actually, a tiny section of Comic Con that actually has comics somewhere in the back. I guess. I know that. I know there was a. I know. I actually. I. Th- there was actually a. Uh, uh, words. Yes. Very words. hard saying. I, you should see us in Let's Plays of all the stuff we have to cut out. Uh, you realize that we may have a speech impediment. I went. Dag nabbit. I went into. I went. Uh, me and. I did Sorry. get to see an exhibition of artwork by the guy who did the art for the Looney Tunes. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That was that's that. interesting. Oh, talking about Looney Tunes, Space Jam 2. Oh, yeah, that. That's a pretty LeBron. Yeah. Here's the thing about LeBron James, and here's I'm gonna connect it to comics. I think, <laughs> I think, I posit, that I was saying this for Bodegarites, but yeah, I humbly submit to the panel, to the jury, that Superman isn't the same league, or people treat Superman the same way that people treat LeBron James. Wait, wait, LeBron James beat Goku? Uh, Chris Brown, <laughs> uh, Floyd Mayweather, pretty much douchebags, right? Okay. <laughs> like, they're good at what they do. But Superman is a raging douchebag. <laughs> so he's not just a douchebag, he's a raging douchebag. I, I see a lot of salt here. <laughs> no, 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 like, Superman is amazing. The same way LeBron is amazing, same way John Cena is amazing. I'm pretty sure Superman does not have a line of shoes made by Nike. But they're 
Oh, you'd be surprised. But they're douche Facebook douches. All of them. <laughs> right? 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 Alright. So, what I'm getting here is LeBron James is kind of like Superman, but in the sense of their personality. Except yeah. Superman stands for freedom and LeBron James stands for a ball. No, Superman stands for I'm really bored. I, I'd rather do something. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm sorry, man. I've I've been reading Injustice, mm-hmm. so right now, like Superman is the biggest douchebag out there. Exactly right. <laughs> Ultimate uh, douchebag. I, I already like finished like the Injustice thing. The Injustice though was amazing. I'm just like, looking into like the new action, the new Fifty Two stuff. It's pretty amusing. Aha! The re- Somebody the hasn't is, been keeping up with comics. Exactly. The thing <laughs> is, I'm telling everyone right now that the two things that are doing really well that used to not do well is comics and wrestling. Those two things are doing really well. Okay. Like, the storylines are getting better again. Especially for comics. Like, amazing. Like, Endgame. Endgame is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman yep. Endgame is so good. Really good. Oh my god. Really good. I was really amusing. Though I kind of find it weird how he was able to affect people like Superman and you know, Wonder Woman and stuff with that weird gas or things. Was it gas or something else? In uh, which one? In the in, in Endgame, the Joker, the Joker toxin. It's like the, yeah. the Joker. Oh, yeah, 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 We're gonna be spoiling this, right? Like the first issue. Was it the first? Yeah, issue? yeah. Was uh, yeah, yeah, everyone issue. was attacking him? Where like Batman came out with a robot. Robot suit to fight everyone Superman. Was attacking him. Well, no, fight everyone. everyone. I remember like the scene there where he spent like the well equivalent of a small country's military budget to make a computer <laughs> fast enough to outthink the Flash or something. Because Batman has the power of the writer. <laughs> yes. So, Batman, what's your superpower? <laughs> I'm Batman. No. My I'm Batman. Batman, what's your power, Scott Snyder? <laughs> Frank Miller. <laughs> Every single one of your writers. And in the future, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Academy so, Award winner Ben Affleck. Let's <laughs> not forget. First though, I do think Ben Affleck might make a pretty good old Batman. Not a young one, but I think he'll do a good old he, he's Batman. He's going to be a good uh, Dark Knight Returns type Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you think they're going to bring in that... Uh, who's that girl Joker, Casey something? Uh... Martha Wayne? <laughs> no, no, no. The girl Robin. Like, uh... Carrie Kelly. the name. Carrie yeah, Kelly. Is, uh, yeah, my favorite, my favorite Robin. Why? Because she's not whiny. <laughs> and, you know, not a little boy. And doesn't turn into a Jason Todd. <laughs> though, like... Yeah. Though, in fairness, like, I found, like, the interactions between her and Batman a little weird every now and then. <laughs> you know what they say about porn? You know it when you see it. I mean, like uh, I don't see it that way. So you like, know. you know, like that scene there where like <laughs> Batman was Berlin. naked, and then he came to her in the Batcave, and that other time where her like her rope broke, so he had to like hold on to him and while they're soaring through the sky. Okay, I, I like how like uh, I, I like okay. how. Again, if you see it, it's probably porn. Okay, the heck. Though, I did find the Batmobile in that Batman to be really amusing. Essentially, oh, it was yeah. just a gigantic tank. Yeah. Yes. It's this is a Batmobile. So much, like, well, you're so no Tumblr. Technically, it is still a mobile. Because it's, it's mobile. A, it's a, like a main battle tank of some sort. It made main battle tanks look small. And it, all it fired was rubber balls. So it was a yeah, super but, battle but tank? That iteration of, but that iteration of Batman is pretty much can be pulled off by Ben Affleck easy. With a bat? Old tank. <laughs> now, according to like you know the uh, the trailer is like it's I a normal Batmobile. 
It works. Dagnava Joe, it works. <laughs> what? Bat I wonder if this tank. means it'll be a new Flash movie. I did not keep track on like new movies. Is there going to be a Flash movie coming out? There's a Flash Probably. TV series, so... I'd... Yeah, but then that's not part of the shared universe. Dagnabbit. It's part of the movie like, yeah. universe. Right, so that's two for the Dagnabbit count. <laughs> You're counting my Dagnabbits in the same way my brother counts the number of times I use it, use his actual name whenever I try to refer right, to him. that's three. Hi. <laughs> oh, did you get to see Ant-Man? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Is moving it, uh, on. <laughs> Iron Man with ants. That's pretty much what I think. I'm, what, what, that's why I'm like... That's what Actually, no, like. no, no. In fairness, the movie was pretty nice. I did like how they're able to kind of go around the whole... You know, Hank Pym was a bit of a wife beater type thing. <laughs> ha- Hank Pym as a, mega du- as a mega douchebag wife beater. I thought... Wait, wait, wait. Because I thought this, this Ant-Man is not Hank Pym, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah, Hank yeah, Pym but then, is in the movie. And is in the history. Oh. And he's yep. a wife he beater is, in the movie? Uh... You notice that he's a little too aggressive. Like, he is never shown to be aggressive to his wife. But you see that one of the first scenes you see him do is, like, knock out someone with his fist. Yeah. Because or halfway to knock someone out. No, well, he pretty much punches him to the point where he gets a, where the guy gets a bloody nose. So, but you know, so there, the is like is, a, there is, like, a... There is a number you know, of, like, possible... Streak, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I did appreciate that they did not remove that. The same way I appreciate that by adding a new person, they were able to get, you know, their whole branding of, we don't want to showcase someone who's like that, but we will not change the material too much to erase Hank Pym from history. I mean, I was really annoyed how Hank Pym did not help make Ultron. Oh, yeah, that was already, like, yeah. Although that was interesting is that Ultron is Iron Man's uh, worst fears. That's that's what I find yeah. interesting in it, with at least it, with Ultron at least. It, it made sense within the context of the movie universe. Of the movie universe, yes. Like, like if if they forced Hank Pym to be the person that made Ultron, I'd have been really mad. I'd be like, that's poor storytelling. But it's not part of the source material. That's poor storytelling. <laughs> yeah. So for Civil War, whose side are you on? Iron Man, uh, pro registration, or anti registration with America? Captain America. Uh, I'm gonna be the, the side that um, that will correctly tell that story. <laughs> 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 because uh, at this moment, I'm not really caught. Like y'all know my my angry streak when it comes to these superhero movies. Yeah, that's why it's fun to ask yeah. you about it. <laughs> yeah. But then you know we're not supposed to be like like no hate, man. As much as possible, as much as possible, we don't yeah. hate. Again, it's not for me. It's not for me. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sidestep. We're trying to we're trying to sidestep Miko's like flame bait. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm gonna be in the side that you know tells the story correctly. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. Though I am curious though to see how this Justice League movie is gonna come out though. It is amusing the whole how Superman versus Batman seems to be really becoming you know pre uh, prequel to Justice League. Cause uh, grr, 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 grr. Justice League opening act. <laughs> and I am really curious that they actually threw Wonder Woman in there. Is just it? because I mean like and Aquaman. Isn't Aqua Drago Aquaman's going to be too? inside that in that movie also? Yep. Really? Aquaman I did not know that. Probably. Well, because the Indian Ocean was destroyed in the previous Superman movie. Wait, the Indian Ocean was destroyed? 
uh, you know the dubstep machine that oh uh, yeah Zod had? okay okay there we go yeah wait that- we'll destroy the earth with dubstep. <laughs> Huh. Do you think so, someone made like yeah. a fan video where like they have Skrillex that says drop the bass and goes to that scene in Superman and they just like destroy the city? Yeah, pretty much that. Gotta find that. I gotta see if it's, like someone made that like a dubstep remix of like the destruction of Metropolis. Uh, probably somebody made that already because uh, you know the internet. If you can dream it, it can exist. Though I do love though how that guy was uh synced up the video of. Uh, Zod using his eye, using his heat vision to destroy the building with the scene that uh, Bruce yes. Wayne saw outside. Yes. That was that was a cool sync. Where Bruce Wayne was going ga 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 ga. How old is he supposed to be though in the movie? Probably ga-ga-ga-ga. pushing fifty. Oh, I just realized. Remember that? Remember the animated series like The Dark Knight Returns, where you know we had like Superman fighting Batman. How yeah. was Alfred still alive at that point? Yeah. Yeah, he's Alfred, dude. Like, Alfred is, you know... 70 or something at that time. I'm pretty sure Alfred was a lot 80. older than 70 at that point. Alfred, Alfred doesn't die, dude. Like, Alfred is another person that has the power of the... Uh, right there, at his disposal. Didn't Alfred become a Joker once, though? Mm. Well, I keep seeing that weird clip online. Like, uh, it was like those four... Fla- it was like four, six frames where he's like applying makeup and things and becomes the Joker. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, that was a... F- uh, I think I see that. It's one of those fan YouTube whatever. Now, fan Facebook comics, whatever. That small snippet. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, like, what if Alfred was the Joker? Which, uh, uh. Yeah, dude, Alfred doesn't die. He's, like, immortal. Um, I'm Alfred. <laughs> yeah, he's the... <laughs> What's the Joker? Because in... Uh, that Scott Snyder story arc, Death... Of the family, mm-hmm. Alfred was like stabbed yeah. or something. I just like, yeah, and, and like, no, he, he that's just that he lost his arm. Yeah, he's now like Rick of The Walking Dead, or you know, Green lost his uh, arm? Green Arrow in Dark Knight. Wait wait, 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 Rick lost yeah, his arm in Walking Dead. Not on the TV show. Yeah, I never keep up with uh, anything Walking Dead in the comics because it's yeah, not dude. gonna end. Yeah, must must have been around issue like fifty or something. Yeah. Like uh, the governor, the governor, I think, cut off like his right arm, uh, his his right hand or something. Really? Yep. Do you think they'll go all Metal Gear and like attach a new arm from one of his friends, and he'll get his memories? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> depends. That's yeah, dude. I I think he doesn't have a right hand, and that was like pretty much where I stopped reading The Walking Dead. Man, that must be depressing. <laughs> I mean, like he lost his right arm and his wife, so. Yeah, that, that's a horrible life right there. I hope he's ambidextrous. Uh, he's got his son, Coral. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, something interesting happened to his son, though. I'm not sure like on, what On the TV? Uh, comics. Um, okay. Because on the like, TV, his son's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Wait, what? I think in the comics, like, his son is uh, his son has like a violent streak or something. Huh. Well, I wonder why. I it, might be, it might be his zombies. <laughs> no, I mean, if your father is like that. Calling yeah. you Coral. His, his name's Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, come here. Carl. Was it like, I think his son like lost an eye or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> ow. Man, ow. Uh, that, that, that thing is never going to end. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as it makes money, they will keep going. Hmm. Good walking dead. 
At some point, that, that I wonder where we can stop this. <laughs> I have no bloody idea when we can stop this. Let's stop. <laughs> Run. Oh, fuck, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't We're know. Yeah, duck, yeah. Duck go right now and whatnot. Um, for what happened to Carl? What I- happened to Coral? Coral? What? I really searched for Coral, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know like Before talking Ant-Man. about Ant-Man I just was trying I don't know when we were talking about Ant-Man I decided to go to the Marvel wiki I wanted I wanted to just clarify if Scott Lang was the Ant-Man that died during uh Avengers Disassembled and yes yes he was the Ant-Man who died during Avengers Disassembled Oh I apparently learned about a new uh Marvel character called Forget Me Not Okay ever heard? yeah his power is to be forgotten who? <laughs> uh, forget me not. That is the character's name. He has the power to be forgotten or unnoticed. Who? For- what? Forget me not. Who? Who? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's an X man. He's an X man. Apparently, it's amusing. Like he was designed to be like a Dux X Machina for like writers. Okay. Whoa. Who? Essentially, like. Uh, he'll just suddenly appear out. He can be used to suddenly appear out of nowhere with a solution. And people are like, well, who are you? I told you. And they go like, oh, I know. I told you I'll be going out here. Like, oh, yeah. Who are you? It's amusing. Like, the only person that knows he exists among the X-Men is Xavier. Because he has a reminder every hour that he exists. Who exists? <laughs> Forget me not. <laughs> An overweight X-Men. Yeah, pretty the much. The overweight is not part of his power. <laughs> who? 